What's up, everybody? Welcome to Channel T, episode 22. I'm here with a very special guest. He is an e-commerce guru. He is your man for everything online, uh, commerce-wise. He used to work at the company Ring, and he brought their Amazon sales from 14 million all the way up to 49 million. And 16 to 56. 16 to 56, dude. What? The? And without further ado, I would like to introduce my really good friend, my brother, uh, my business partner, Asad, 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 dude. Asad, dude. Welcome to the show, bro. Dude, Channel T, bro. Thank you for having me on. I'm happy to be here. No, man. I'm, I'm very excited for this episode because one. This is going to be probably the most like real talk I've ever had with a guest because I'm we're very comfortable with each other and we're not afraid to speak our minds. We actually have very deep intellectual conversations anytime we hang out all the time. Yeah. And I want to thank you for coming on, bro. Bro, uh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I love what you've done with the spot. This is dope. I'm like legit. I'm really proud of you. Wow, bro. The equipment, the sound engineer. Ali's a dope dude. Shout out Ali. Give me the reggae horns, baby. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what I'm talking about. And yeah, bro, let's, uh, why don't you just give a little soft intro into like, you know, who you are? Sure. More than just build off what you said. Cool. So yeah, my name is Asad. I'm 28. Live in Los Angeles from the Bay. And Bay Area! Yeah. <laughs> And uh, up until a couple months ago, I was uh, I was working corporate America, and now I'm doing my own thing. And uh, I'm gonna take my whole crew with me, and we're gonna be sitting in millions in like a year. Hell yeah, baby! Shout out corporate America! Shout out the corporate ladder! <laughs> and by the way, we are smoking hookah. This is a Channel T first. You know, it's kind of just like customary. Tino. <coughs> Enjoy a nice head with my boy. Yeah. Let's talk about how we've been smoking the same hookah for like five years now. Yeah, this the exact hookah one. actually took us through like at least two business ventures. Yeah. Um Deep Moments took us through Vine. R.I.P. Vine. <laughs> it did take us through Vine. We've actually made a Vine with the hookah. Multiple ones. And bro, shout out all the hookah smoke. I, I hardly smoke hookah anymore, bro. Bro. Can you pass it, by the way? Yeah, of course. You've been hogging it, bro. Okay. Okay. So why don't you get into, like, um, exactly what e-commerce is for those of, you know, for people who... Because I feel, bro, genuinely, e-commerce has made its impact fairly recently. You know what I mean? It's always been around, but I f more yeah. people are getting, you know, familiar with the term e-commerce. So right. for those people who aren't aware, go ahead and, you know, give a soft, like, definition, you know? Cool. Yeah. So e-commerce is anything. <laughs> e-commerce is, you know, electronic commerce is everything related to online sales. It's been around for a long time since, I mean, since the birth of the internet, once every company started going online to make sales, it's getting to a point now where it's expanding rapidly. A lot of it's because of Amazon, Shopify's getting up there, Walmart's jumping into the e-com game. So they're making it more, they're making it, it's become easier year over year for anybody to jump in and start their own brand it cuts out so much of the old school cost that people had 
you know, if you had to buy a thousand units of inventory in the eighties, you probably had to put up thousands of dollars, get a warehouse, you know, starting a business back then was like, like 40, 50 grand minimum. Um, now, now you could do, do it for a thousand dollars. Started my brand in college for a thousand, carried me through my last year, paid off my tuition and everything like that, paid my rent. So yeah, e-com is basically online sales, whatever you're doing online. It's expanding like crazy. Nowadays, you know, people have stores, there's funnels, there's uh, people have newsletters, they sell on their newsletter, affiliate marketing, all that kind of stuff. All of it kind of falls into e-commerce. It's basically people making money online. Well, your answer kind of leads me to my next question. Um, this is kind of deep, but you think about wealth, right? Back in the day, it was like kings, queens, knights, merchants, you know, they were they were really the only people with wealth, or like the people generating wealth, at least, you know what I mean? Right. Um, to an extent, I'd say the people today involved in e-commerce are the merchants of our present, like, you know what I mean? It's taking basically, like, really poor people into, like, the million category you know what i mean like the one percent yeah so in terms of wealth how would you compare like you know e-commerce entrepreneurship to you know any other type of startup like it does it have its benefits does it have more benefits than you know someone who's like inventing something you know what i'm saying yeah, it's so it's a totally different game. If you're talking about inventors or innovators or anything like that, that's something different. Like we still need that. Still, oh no, for sure. Right? I, I'm yeah. more so saying like that was more so the really the, the entrepreneurship. Oh, like we, back in the day, you know. Yeah. And like yeah. nowadays, it's like anybody can make it off e-commerce. Like anyone can start an online shop. Right. You know. So like, what's your take on that? So anybody can start it, but the thing that you have to the important thing that people kind of seem to overlook is. Anytime the, the so the barrier to entry has dropped significantly in the last 20 years for anyone who wants to start a business. And what that does is it makes it easier for anyone to do it. But stuff that's easy to start isn't always easy to excel in. Right. Back in the day, it was just hard to do anything when it came to business, when it came to a physical product. Now it's easier to start. But the thing is that most people still don't finish. Now it's about finishing or, you know, you know, continuing the journey. But in the sense that I think what it's done is it's been a big equalizer in the world of commerce just in general um a lot of international industries it's it's been an equalizer because now you've got a kid making two three hundred grand a year sitting at home from his bedroom that wasn't possible before and one thing that i noticed was all this all the what's this what this has done for the masses it's proved how much wealth was being hoarded by the one percent or like the people up at the top rich families generations whatever so now you're starting to see that, hey, you know what? There's definitely more money. Like people could have been getting paid way more than they were getting paid for the last 40, 50, 60 years. You know, they capped. It's like, oh, average salary is 40, 50 grand. Companies, that was, that was because they paid people what they could to live. And then all the wealth went up to the top and they just hoarded it. And now people are starting to realize, well, hey, you know what? Like I can make more money doing my own thing. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's a storm now, you know? Like, yeah. Um, you know. I've seen people start businesses with like those moon lamps and like, yeah, you know, very basic like products and Excel, like, you know what I mean? So in, in the e-commerce realm, what's probably like the best, you know, not market, I guess. Like what's the best market to infiltrate in terms of e-commerce? Is it like, you know, accessories, is it electronics? Have you noticed a trend with any type of product? 
So trends kind of come and go, you know, like a couple years ago. When I first started on Amazon, the big thing was um, there was these silicone, silicone barbecue gloves. Those I've seen those I've seen so many people start selling those and just like quit their job like those are job those are job killers four or five years ago Wow if you got on it quick and you were like ahead of the game you could do really well on Amazon and back then you could also kind of manipulate uh, Amazon was less regulated than it is now you could get a product get it to the first page in like a couple days off like 200 bullshit reviews and start making a lot of money but as far as like a mark it's like the market's always changing there's not going to be like one niche or something specific that's always going to be good to go in people are going to find a niche they're going to profit off of it they're going to capitalize on it and then if it gets really mainstream a lot of people are going to jump on and then the market's going to kind of equalize so when it comes to finding a niche or a product there's not something specific like yo this is what's coming up or anything like that with any come if you want to be successful you gotta you know really you gotta look where nobody else is looking if everybody's looking at Amazon bestsellers, which is what everybody was doing when I first started. Then everyone, like you've got 50 people who find the same product and then it's like, all right, well now I have 49 people to compete with in the same group that I'm in. So what I've been teaching people, what I've been saying is look for, look for products you don't know exist, right? Or look for a product that like, you probably have something in your house that you own that maybe one or two people that in your life also have. Wow. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's like you can find that product. You buy it. You bought it multiple times. There's probably something you could sell. Like there's probably something you've, you know, like you could find, you could think of a way to make like a better jewel or something like that. A lot of people have that, but there's probably something else like, like this knight that you've got right here. Right. How Shout out Fernando, people? bro. He has a name. Fernando. He's the guardian of the studio. Oh shit. There you go. <clears throat> How many people do you know selling that? Zero. Exactly. Right. But that's a market that like you bought it. Right. Yeah. So it's like that's a market you could look at get into. It's a higher cost, obviously. That's not something that, you know, is cheap to ship or anything like that. Wow, bro. You're but, just bending my mind right now. Yeah. So you got to kind of look at things like that. But as far as the trends and whatever else, like one thing that I have noticed is paid traffic became really, really big in the last like six years because Facebook was blowing up and Facebook added like a whole Facebook added like an entirely new um, platform for paid traffic before it was Google. Right. Now, Google's still there. Um, Facebook came in, Amazon's got theirs, they're expanding it. But because there's so many ads everywhere, like Instagram has ads, everyone's running ads on Instagram, everyone's running Facebook ads, Google ads, whatever. What's going to happen now is we're going to see a shift back to organic traffic. And that comes from like free content. And you're seeing that with Twitch, seeing that with YouTube, people are going to start driving traffic and building brands that, um, capitalize on organic traffic because it kind of the market kind of shifts back and forth you got to look at what's happening and a lot of people want like long-form value-filled content no doubt um, yeah um in terms of the whole advertisements i personally like promote it on instagram i mean instagram's linked to facebook would you, would you say like whenever i see like e-commerce well, you know the couple e-commerce people i do follow they're always saying like yo this is spent a hundred thousand on facebook on ads what are you doing with your life <laughs> yeah what what's is that like the main would that would that be the most beneficial source for advertising your product what's the biggest success you've seen like what platform have you seen the biggest success from when it comes to promotions or advertisements i mean most of what i've done is on amazon so i know how to capitalize on amazon really well but in terms of it's not like one platform facebook's different because facebook created ads online that were much more creative based so you could yeah. just got to be really good so when you're doing it through amazon is the, the people on Amazon are seeing your promotions? Like if, if I'm surfing through Amazon, I'm going to see your suggested product right there? Or is, yeah. Like how does that, does it hit their email? Like it does hit their email. So with email, it's a little bit different with Amazon. Amazon's sending emails out all the time. They've got an email database of 
probably close to a billion people. Oh, at this point. for sure. But as far as like me being a seller on Amazon, I would bid on terms. So if I if somebody goes and searches like hookah hose or something like that, green hookah hose, and I'm selling a green one or a blue one or whatever, I'm just selling a bunch of different colors. I would start bidding on those terms, and then in the search results, mine's gonna come up. If I win the bid, I'll be on the top. It'll look like a nor it's a normal listing, but it'll say sponsored. So it's a sponsored ad. I'm paying for that space, whereas somebody else organically got to that spot. Yeah. So with with that, like and that's how Amazon plays the game. Amazon's a little bit different, obviously, because it's a search engine that just has. It's, it's a, a product, product search engine. engine. People, people are there ready to buy it. it. With, with Facebook, Facebook, you have to. Con I'm putting, putting it in front of people, people who might not want it. Want it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so, so I have to convince them to click. And then that clickbait type. Yeah, I mean, you you don't want to necessarily clickbait because if people click thinking one thing and then they go to your website, something else they're not going to buy. But you pay for that traffic, so you're just losing money. So. As, as far as, as like promotions and everything like that, or like running ads, ads and whatnot, like people who say like, oh, I've spent a hundred thousand on, it's like, that's great. I don't, cool. You probably learned a bunch of stuff, but you got to look at, you have to discern like who's spending money and actually making money. You have a hundred thousand that you spent on Facebook ads and your sales are 110,000. You made no money. Yeah. Well, technically you made 10K. You made 10K. Which is nothing. But then you factor in like product cost. So it's like, did you really make 10K? How much are you going to have after you pay taxes? No, that's a good point. That's a good point. So like, you got to think about it like that. But that's where, like, as far as promotion or whatever, it depends on what you're selling. It depends on what your product is, whatever, like, whatever you're trying to put out there. For your podcast, you could promote it and like get more people interested and whatnot through Facebook and Instagram and all that. But yours is more like organic traffic, right? Like you build the brand of Channel T. Like yeah. you got your Instagram going now. You keep posting this content. You get bigger and bigger people on. They promote it. And then you get those followers in. Um, like Joe Rogan's podcast is super, like everybody loves it. He's a great interviewer. It's like he, he's, he also has that celebrity because he's been doing I'm a great stuff. interviewer, bro. All right. Relax. We'll see. We just started the interview. I'm just kidding. But. Joe Rogan was a comedian, does a bunch of stuff with MMA and all that kind of shit. People know who he is. So a lot of people go to his his uh, Joe Rogan experience or whatever it is. And that's what you're going to have to do. You keep building a name for yourself in the podcast with Channel T. You build up all that organic traffic. And then you want you like you. You aren't somebody that's going to necessarily need to run ads. You're looking at me really weird right now. I'm a great interviewer, bro. <laughs> This always happens. Why did you have to say that kind of shit to his fucking face? <laughs> I just wanted to interview him, bro. In the middle of a fucking podcast. I know, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. You're right. Great interview is okay, bro. <coughs> anyway, bro. So you have webinars. I do. You, you, you take the time out of your day. Sorry, bro. These are real tears. I know. I didn't realize you'd get that upset. We should put some more coals on, by the way. I'm not gonna put more coals on. I'm not gonna burn my my left ha arm hairs. But um, you do these webinars, and you basically teach people how to make money through Amazon, which is really cool. Yeah. Where can people find these webinars? How much does it cost? What are what are you offering through, you know, your service? So the webinars are always free. Oh wow! Yeah. So what I do is every couple of weeks, uh, I get questions on Twitter all the time. Twitter is my main platform for growth, and people hit me up in the DMs or just at tweets. They want to know like they'll ask questions about Amazon, and I'll make a list of the most common questions. I have a doc where I just you know fill it in there and see how many times I got asked something. And then what I'll do is I've only done two webinars so far. I did one today. I did one like two months ago. I'm gonna do another one. I'm gonna probably make it like a monthly thing. 
what I do is source all these questions that are coming in, um, stuff that is not on Google. If someone asks me something they can Google, I just ignore it because don't want to waste your time. Yeah, go yeah. to Google. Uh, but what I'll do is I'll take all those questions. I'll see which ones are coming up the most, and then I'll build a webinar out based on a template that I have. And then I'll answer those questions in the webinar, and I'll post it online, get people to you know sign up and everything like that. Then I go live. People you know jump in. I'll talk to them. I'll go through everything on the webinar, answer their questions, and give them whatever value I can through that. Dude, that's beautiful. <clears throat> Where, what's your um, yeah. Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at amazon fba guy and fba what does that stand for bro? fba is fulfilled by amazon so amazon handles the logistics for you i love your twitter thanks man. i personally follow you <laughs> and he follows me back um dude the twitter atmosphere the the realm of these e-commerce guys is probably my favorite community to be involved in because not only is it about like e-commerce, it also entails like, I mean, it's mainly dudes, you know. So yeah, like, it's, it's a sausage <laughs> fest. Yeah, it's it, it it's always about like you know, the alpha versus whole like the alpha beta crap and yeah. like, you know. So, dude, thank you for giving us great content. Make sure you follow him, Amazon FBA guy. Um, That's what I'm here. For. Who who are some like people you're inspired by on Twitter or like you know? Because obviously, like, you, you didn't have a Twitter for, for that long. Or, like, it did, you didn't start, like, posting this. Yeah, yeah. So, I, ha I mean, I had, a, I had my Twitter for, like, 10 years. But I didn't really get into it until last, like, August. Yeah. And, and you've grown, I... literally, from, like, hundreds of followers to, like, 10,000. Yeah. I'm, couple, I'm, like, 400 away from 10,000. Yeah, right that's, so that's beautiful, bro. Yeah. Like, so. Thank you. What, who who kind of, like, got you to, like, push on your on, on your Twitter account? I think so it was it was random it was random that I was just on Twitter uh most of last year early last year I was just kind of like goofing off I've always been in social media and using it from time to time but it was funny because everybody all the homies were using Twitter again or like I'm not, you know I met a bunch of people who were also using Twitter so I hopped on started messing around and having fun it was like homie shit and then there's uh the first tweet was the first one that got me was uh somebody retweeted Ed Ed Lattimore, who's a boxer. He's pretty big in that space. He's kind of like one of the biggest ones in that space. So I followed Ed. And then from following Ed, I started to find all these other people that were, you know, in that community and everything like that, expanding to guys like Nate Schmidt, Scotty, who used to be James Holt, um, Alexander Cortez, all these kind of guys. And then from there, it was funny. There was last summer, I was, I was watching all these guys. And it's like I had this like dissonance of what I was capable of and what they were doing. And then about a chorus from this guy who ended up being a scammer as we found out recently I'm not gonna mention his name cuz fuck him I'm not gonna mention his name but we know who you are you scammer <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to yell I'm supposed but, to be I've been getting so much heat for yelling and cursing for cursing too I was gonna ask if Bro, you curse on the, the podcast no you're like, more than welcome to curse yeah I personally am building a brand that is gonna be professional so I'm trying to tone it down so sorry that I let that one out, but no, I don't have fine. time for we don't we've been scammed, bro. Yeah, we got scammed. We got we scammed. Straight up got scammed, and it was disappointing. I felt personally responsible for that, but I bought this guy's course last summer, and I watched it, and it was like a hundred. It was a hundred bucks, so I was like, let me see if you know what's going on. And <clears throat> excuse me, I watched it. It was an hour long webinar, <clears throat> and I was I was shook. I was like, this is not. I can't believe this guy's selling this. I was like, I know more than he does. 
<clears throat> you know and i just had and that fueled the fire oh yeah and then like literally as soon as i f finished his course it was like september no it was like august i think um i i sat down and made the outline for my course on the spot because i was like this is crap and so i started working on that and then i started tweeting and talking to people and i was like i'm just gonna grow my thing and nobody was talking about amazon and for the first i'd say up until like two months ago everybody was just talking crap in that little twitter sphere that i'm on most people were just like hey like fuck amazon because they're all about drop shipping and whatever else so that led to me you know making my course working on it i finished it at the end of the year and then i launched it and from there it's kind of just like i've grown quite a bit i've made really good contacts with these people uh i was you know featured on a couple podcasts doobie chance lunsford um there's like one or two other ones but yeah i established myself as the kind of like the amazon authority because nobody else was doing it and it started with, with like, like it started with guys like ed and i think like nate, nate and scotty were pretty good in terms of like they were the ones that really made me think like all right i got i, I, I could build a personal brand too, too. And, and it was, was something i always wanted to do like not necessarily be internet famous but i was just provide yeah yeah i did i respect it and i'm a fan bro i genuinely support you and i've even though well, you're, you're helping, helping me with my Shopify, Shopify account, which we'll get into in a bit. Yeah. But I personally feel kind of like the way I feel the, you know, the benefit of following you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and you, you have, have genuine fans. fans. I mean, every time you even mention me, bro, like hundreds of people reply like yeah. it's beautiful, bro. You've, you've definitely made an impact in that community. You've been invited to podcasts. You've been invited to sit down with people who are on the Joe Rogan podcast. Shout out Hotep Jesus, bro. Yeah, man. Man, Man, that's, that's really, really cool. cool. Like, you're you're, you're definitely, definitely taking advantage of your network. network. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's, that's what I'm doing here on Channel T. I'm taking advantage of you right now. So, so that's my next question, actually. actually. Uh, let me pass you this. Sure. Um, let's say I'm a business owner. I already have an online business presence. Um, what's something? What's something you can, like, what's the recommendation in terms of, like, uh, what shop I should use or like, you know, let's say I'm a clothing brand or maybe let's, let's do me channel T like I'm gonna sell my merch online, right? Like what, where should I start? What avenues should I look to for, you know, selling my merch? Um, what do you, what, what's the, what's the diet? What's the prescription? So I would say, I mean, we're going to set you up on Shopify because I'm familiar with Shopify. I have a great theme for you to use and, Shopify has a lot of integrations. It's it's kind of the main one, right? Like it's the main platform everybody knows about. There's a bunch of other ones. There's like I think WooCommerce and BigCommerce, and Squarespace, these, Squarespace, and all these other guys. And they're, they're all great, but Shopify is very. I'm familiar with Shopify. I'm comfortable with it. Um, it's kind of the easiest one to use. There's also there's also one called Magento, but that's open source. You need a coder for that. So you know, uh, most people that are starting out, Shopify is the easiest way to go. It's very easy. It's very user friendly. It's very intuitive. There's a lot of integrations you can use. Like for yours, we're gonna do print on demand for your merch. So you don't have to buy 500 shirts up front and then sell them. You know, you just connect it through that, through Printful. And then every time somebody buys it, they, uh, you know, they handle it and you just get the money in between. So I would say for most people starting out, Shopify is the way to go. It's, it's very simple, it's very easy to use. And then from there, it comes down to, like as far as scaling and everything else, that's specific to the business. What you're doing how you're doing it for yours you know you're gonna get all this traffic through social that's where everything lives for you if it's all on social and as you continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger you push tr you know traffic drive all the traffic. traffic yeah and so it becomes you know channel t.com whatever it is um that you get it's gonna be your channel t.org is actually the domain i got dot org that's gonna be your home base on the internet 
So it's going to get to a point eventually where the traffic's going to feed off of each other. So people are going to know you from social. They're going to go to your website. They're going to see like all the recordings are going to be on there, your YouTube channel, whatever it is. And then you're going to just kind of use it as like a, um, the home base. Yeah. And it's like a positive feedback loop. And then from there, once you get ready to expand, you know, you, you start talking to other people who are doing like you go on bigger podcasts and then you talk about your podcast or you start talking to, uh, you know, like you're doing like summer giving here in Santa Ana. People are going to hear about that. They're going to know who you are. They're going to start following you from there. So I would, I don't want to call it PR, but it's a matter of like connecting with the right people, other people who are doing the same thing you're doing, people that you can collaborate with, just doing something cool. Community-based networking. Exactly. Yeah. And then also just doing something like you want to stand out, you want to do something bigger, right? So you have to do something uh, like you got to, <clears throat> you can, you can grow just doing podcasts, but if you really want to have rapid growth and grow exponentially, you got to do something that's not conventional. Right, conventional shit. I gotta strip you. naked. Probably, maybe not. But yeah, there's too much hair anyway. Like, you can't see anything. It's just yeah. like a forest. But you could. I mean, I don't know what it is, but you could start doing something else. Like, you have the promo videos, which are really good, right? People, they're really funny. They're engaging. They're captivating. My man. Yeah. So you keep doing stuff like that. I don't know how many other people are doing stuff like that. How many other podcasts at your level? They're probably not doing it, right? But as you get better at that, you start to put more production value into it. You make something really cool. You get bigger people on there. Bro, I'm um, so happy this is recorded. Yeah. Because this is great in, this is great advice. I dude. Um, thank you. Yeah. Of course. Um, you obviously know your stuff. You obviously, you know, have a following that agrees with me. Uh, what's next for you, bro? Do you see yourself, you know, advancing through e-commerce? Do you see yourself getting involved in different industries? What's what's your goal? So Right now, as far as like econ's concerned, um, here, bro, hold on. Trying to just get it working right. Oh, how did that happen? Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank. should take that before you sit down so ne- next steps for me so i'm gonna keep putting a lot of work into twitter i'm enjoying twitter quite a bit Twitter's a very fun platform now that i know how to grow on it um so i'm gonna keep building the personal brand i'm gonna move i'm not gonna move away from amazon i'm still gonna talk about amazon and e-commerce but the thing the other thing that we didn't touch base on is that i do i talk about i talk a lot about personal development on twitter as well so it's not just Amazon. It's like, you know, bettering yourself. Yeah. Being like an alpha. <laughs> no soys in this building. Yeah. Don't be a fucking, don't be a soy boy. Bro, shout out all the people who think being soy is cool. <laughs> because they obviously have a very strong-willed mentality. Yeah. 
you know yeah. and being an alpha is hard nowadays because there's not many alphas out there you stand out and you're just like dude i'm surrounded by soy boys yeah it's kind of a pain um a bitch ass nigga yeah soy boy basically references the fact that you're programmed by your environment and you have no like self awareness everything you know is you're kind of a drone force fed to you yeah, yeah you're like, a drone you just believe what's on the news what's on the media you believe mm -hmm. you know you, dude uh, wall street journal said that yeah. if you don't if you uh, yeah yeah so if i google soy boy and i go on images what am i gonna see probably a bunch of weak let's do it google buggy. image soy boy yeah throw it on the broadcast let's see what pops up let's see it's and good, my be bet is gonna be just like hilarious memes probably you know dude you know, let's talk about this alpha stuff. Let's talk about this growth. Let's sure. talk about self-development. Let's do it. For me personally, I've definitely joined the no fap game. That's let's good. Let's see how long it's been, actually. <laughs> I stopped on December 18th, 2016. Wow. Um, I have a counter. It has been 931 days since, since I've, I've stopped, stopped fapping. fapping. Wow. That's, That's almost three, three years. years. That's, That's nuts, nuts, man. Yes, sir. And, and I've never, never felt, felt better. better. Um, my, my testicles, testicles are enlarged. <laughs> I get uh, definite <laughs> stares, and I get more attention from women because my pheromones are more natural than these soy boys who are depleting their energy source. Yeah. And, that's and that's the thing, thing too, man. Like it, it definitely encourages you to be a man. Like you're not programmed by you're not being programmed by pornography. You're not a slave. To, to this very primal urge Ex you know the, it, my, my next point was going to be you're not fucking your hand like a monkey does, does. exactly <laughs> i don't even think monkeys do that it, it's it's no, just it's unnecessary, unnecessary no, exactly huh? but i've also been a fan of I, people say it's a myth but the cold showers cold showers are great they're beautiful cold showers are everyone should take a cold shower bro the hottest i'll go is like barely halfway on the shower meter that's not bad that's it's like, like temperature lukewarm yeah like you know yeah um i've stopped feeding into negative relationships if someone's dragging you down if there's a relationship you have that's not benefiting you just cut it out yeah um what what, what do you prescribe people bro what's your basis for self-improvement It's there's a, there's a there's a quote. It's like a pretty common quote. It's like a little platitude all over Instagram, Twitter, whatever. But it's basically that anyone who wants anyone who makes a better life for themselves starts with the idea that they're not happy with where they are, and they know that the future can be better than the present. And that's basically what it is. Visualization. Yeah, and it's also just this idea that you look around at your life and you think, well, how how do I feel right now? Do I feel good? Am I happy? Am I having a good time? Do I enjoy myself? Am I satisfied? with my life, with my relationships, with my finances, with my spirituality. And if you're not, then you got to take the steps to make it better. But you can't take the same steps that let you let, led you to the position you're in now and expect those to get you anywhere else. If you always do, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. And if you're not happy with that, then you think, okay, well, I got to change something. And that's what it was for me. Um, and a big thing about that is 
I think pe most people don't realize that they can't just get, you can't heal in the same environment that made you sick. Wow. And people think, well, I'm going to get better by like doing this and that. And it's like, you know what? Some of that part of that environment is your friends and your family and the people you talk to every day and your coworkers and the people you interact with. And it's not always easy to just cut somebody out. You know, someone for like five, six, seven, ten 10 years and they become toxic. It's tough to just be like, yo, I'm out, but you can distance yourself. You're right. You Test know? the waters and all that. Exactly. And you got to, you know, if you want to be real with someone like that's, that's the first step. If someone's really that toxic, you could sit down and just, you know, as a homie, you don't want to just leave a homie uh hanging or anything like that or like even family members and you got to talk like yo this is how like you behave this way and it affects me like this and i know for a fact it's not like it's not good for me so it's, how's it going to be good for you you're the one generating these feelings and these thoughts and these vibrations so it's like you know you kind of point that out to people and if they're willing to work on it great and if they don't and it's just a constant um if it's just constant negativity and you don't feel good then you got to make that tough decision like yo we're not gonna i can't keep doing this you know, you've actually came a long way. I respect you. Um, you've lost a lot of weight, started taking care of yourself mentally and physically, like your grooming, all that stuff, bro. And yeah. you've made a, you've made, you've made something for yourself. Like you moved out to downtown LA, beautiful apartment, you know, beautiful everything. So if, if you're going to take any advice, take it from this guy because he knows what he's doing. Like 100%. Um, Bro, what's kind of like your inspiration for like, what's your motivation? Is it like uh, owning your own time? Like everything you do every like for me, right? My personal growth obviously is related to like what I visualize for myself. Right. What do you what do you kind of like stick on your wall? Like, what do you look at every day that kind of keeps you going? Because it's hard, bro. I mean, getting yeah. yourself in breaking all those bad habits mm. and developing new patterns for yourself. Like, it's hard yeah no it's never it's never easy like there's um there's there's beauty in struggle and you don't notice when you're in it but you notice you you like you find yourself on the other side of it you struggle through something you know something that's tough something that's challenging and then you find yourself on the other side and you realize like well there's it's like waking up for the first time and for me it was i grew up in a way where everything i thought everything was very black and white so i just thought like i'm not you know, it's like I, I didn't think I was good looking at all. I thought I was I thought I was like ugly. I was like, I get friends on all the time because I'm fucking ugly, ugly as shit. That's le like legitimately the, the pattern I had running in my head nonstop all the time or whatever. And but there was always some part of me that wanted more. I don't know where it came from. It's weird. You know, like I've talked to my brother about this and he's always had it, too. But like not so much. I feel like my parents don't really have it as much. But all me and all my siblings were kind of just like, what's like what's next? What what else is up there? Uh, what else can we make of life? And I think so much of it was we were held back from doing so much that I we kind of always just ended up wanting more. Um, but it was tough to want more because I was in a position where I didn't think I could have more. You know what I mean? So it's like you're it's like you're you're watching all this stuff. Like you're sitting in the dirt, looking up at the clouds, and there's people on like ascending to the clouds. They have these amazing lives, and you think, well, why don't I have that? And I kept asking that like myself that question, and even when I didn't believe it at all, I just kind of would take different steps to like push myself and keep you know keep at it and keep at it and i kind of you know i sought out mentors through books um i read a lot of books read a lot of personal development and then i started putting in the work i put in the work like years after i actually read all this shit but i'm glad that i did i'm here now you know i'd rather have that than to just never have gotten better no doubt we i talked i touched on this with um a couple of my guests um you you even touched on it the beauty and the struggle part 
kind of ties into being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, putting yourself in a position of uncomfort really sets the bar high for like what type of gain you can get from that position, you know, like, yeah. You're not going to you're not going to gain anything from being comfortable, from feeling secure from all this stuff. You know, you you put yourself out there and you you definitely reap benefits, whatever it may be, whether it's slow, whether it's fast, you know, um, what how, like when would you say you started making yourself uncomfortable? Like, was it during college, after college? There was a little bit in college. There was definitely, you know, quite a bit when I was in college. And then after college, I got a job and I got comfortable again. And a lot of it just seemed overwhelming. I had student loans. My parents were, you know, I, that was a very rocky time in my relationship with my dad. Um, and it was just becoming too much. But I gave up. I kind of found, I kind of found an escape. 2017, I think I went to like 40 different festivals. I started doing a bunch of drugs. And um, close to the end of 2017, I went through some really like tough, really tough situation with somebody. And I got to a point where I was just literally in bed. Like I spent, I don't know how many days in bed just laying there i didn't want to move didn't want to do anything wow and i realized that it was two of my friends who didn't want to talk to me anymore and the way they went about it was really messed up um but in that moment like october 2017 i still remember laying in bed and i was just thinking like you know what uh that's when i was like at my peak i was like 250 pounds and i told myself i was like you know what i'm freaking out right now because these two homies were showing me a lot of love for a long time and now things played out the way that they did and now i'm freaking out because i feel like there's no love in my life and that's when i, was, I it really hit me and really internalized i was like i need to show myself that love wow and, and so, so i started, started thinking about, about what do i want to do because up, up until that point i was kind of running on autopilot, autopilot. Every, every time there was, there was a show i'd be there every time there was a festival i'd be there i was running on like little to no money i was in massive amounts of debt so i kind of sat down and thought like what do i want what do i really like what do i really really want and, and the, the first thing, thing that came to mind was, like, I don't, I don't want to be fat anymore. And the crazy thing is, I was probably overweight for, like, three or four years. And I knew that that wasn't me. I was always athletic growing up. I was always kind of, like, relatively skinny, like, relatively slim. And so I never felt like it was me. And that's a really weird thing to be. Like, for four years to not feel like this is the real me is very, like, it's not, it's strange. That's tough, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole thing about, like, suffering, like, beauty and suffering is you can, like, not, not all of life, but like life, life is suffering. suffering. There's a lot of suffering that happens in life. Everyone has it. And the thing is that you can choose how you suffer. Or you can let the world choose it for you. And the world's not going to be kind at all. The universe does not care about your feelings. It doesn't care about anything. You could die tomorrow and the, like no, time doesn't stop. So that was one important thing that I realized. I could choose how I suffer. I could choose to proactively suffer in the moment in a positive manner. And that'll set me up to be in a much better position later on. Wow. And I think that one of the most important things, you know, kind of touching base on like the whole alpha of whatever. Uh, I don't ever, I don't consider myself that or say that. I feel like anyone, if people that are actually, people that are alpha role models don't call themselves that. Oh, no doubt. You know, and so one, one big thing is I chose to, suff- like I chose my suffering in the gym. I told myself I'm going to wake up every single day at six. I don't care what time I went to bed. I had to be at the gym every single day. And it worked for a couple of months, but I eventually hit burnout because I was getting two or three hours of sleep. But I was going to the gym every single day. I was forcing myself to work out. I was lifting heavier and heavier weights. I was running longer. Um, I It didn't matter how I felt. If I was tired, I was whatever. It was like I, I told myself, like, you need to sit here. You're not getting an out. You don't get a free pass. You got to finish the workout. 
And that suffering made it, it made it possible for me to, you know, grow as a person so much. I got to, uh, I lost like 45, 50 pounds in like three months. Um, and then that gave me the, you know, like no physical change. Let's get the reggae horn for that real quick, bro. <laughs> Shout out to, bro, that's beautiful, man. Thank you. That's that's not something we could just pass by. Shout out. Shout, shout out, Esed, bro. Thank you. Um, and the thing is that over time I learned that like no physical change manifests without a, without a mental change as well. If you change yourself physically, you're going to have a mental change because, you know, you're rewiring all your your synapses and your and and your thought patterns and everything like that so when it comes to the suffering it's like you put yourself in those positions and then you realize uh in the moment when you keep pushing when you're ev- when every single part of your body and your brain is saying all right it's time to quit it's time to stop like all right like i benched 150 10 times i'm tired it's like no nah, you got another set get back on the fucking bench and do another set rip those muscles yeah exactly that's like when you're you know, if you're if you're so if you're shy or you're socially awkward and you're at a party and you're not talking to people and you're like, well, I'm just gonna leave. It's like, no, no, I'm gonna like, no, you gotta stay, motherfucker. You gotta stay and go talk to get five off people. the wall. Go, yeah, go, go talk to somebody. Know, exactly. Go do what you're afraid to do. Like, oh, this like this girl, like you know, this girl's really hot. I can't, I can't. She's not gonna say. It's like, no, shut the fuck up. Shut up. You just, she doesn't have to say yes. The outcome doesn't matter. It's the fact that you did it yeah. that counts. You yeah. gotta go and do it. It's all about the process. And exactly. People, you know, and that's a big thing too. I always like was very outcome dependent. And then I said, like, all you can ever do is focus on the process. Beautiful, bro. Um, I've always looked at you as an, like one of my older brothers. And this is the type of advice I get all the time. And you know what sucks is, bro, like people don't... I, I feel like people love you so much online because they don't have role models or like peers who can offer them this type of advice or you know conversation so um get off get up in the work in the let me quote michael jackson get up off the wall get off the wall get off the wall (laughs) get off get off the wall get out of bed get like remind yourself every day that you're gonna die that's some real shit. Bro, do you know that guy? I forgot his name. Jesse Eitzley. Dude, he writes... He basically calculated that, like, the average lifespan in, like, this era is, like, 75 or something, or 70 yeah. years old. And he wrote down... He On his palm, every day, he changes the number. He basically writes down how many days he has left until he reaches that age. Yeah. And he... It's just a constant reminder, bro. Like, this is how long... I, your, your time isn't promised, you know? So, like... Yeah. It's just a countdown, bro. That's actually that's actually another interesting thing. So one thing that, and this kind of messed me up for a while, um, but when I was, so like we're like we're you know like my parents are very orthodox religious uh, Muslims, so I was always like the, the 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 concept of heaven and the afterlife it was always there. But growing up, I was raised in a way where like very restrictive environment, like it was like almost impossible to get to heaven. You know, it was always just like, oh, we're such bad. We're like humans, we're sinners and this and that. So it was like, it was so, it was so difficult. It was like, why should I even do anything? Cause it felt like I'm never going to make it. It's like, you're going to, it's like, you can be the best person in the world. You're going to miss heaven by like inches. So I'm like, why would you miss it by like, miss it, miss, like just go balls to the wall. Uh, that's how I felt for a long time, but I was still very scared to do anything. And then what made things even worse was, uh, the winter of 2008 we were driving to the east coast to visit family and my mom got a call and my mom like I, I was sitting in the back seat and i heard her and she sounded really upset and i was like freaking out right away like i don't know what's going on 
and then she never she didn't say anything we're gone for a couple of weeks we come back and my dad just sits me and my brother down he was like hey you know uh my brother's friend wakas who i knew growing up too uh my dad's like yo he went to pakistan to get married and then he came back handled all the paperwork for his wife he went back to get his wife and he was crossing the street and he got hit by a car and my dad was like i don't i don't think he made it you know like kind of like trying to soften the blow and immediately i hopped on like like my computer and i started messaging all my friends i'm like yo is he okay do you know what's going on and my friend was like bro he died like three hours after the car accident my parents didn't tell us because we were going to visit family and they didn't want to you know and that was the first like really crazy intense kind of like you know somebody i grew up with died and then um a couple months after that my uncle in pakistan died uh and he was much older but it was like he it was like just some stupid shit the doctors fucked up he died um 2010 my homie steven passed away motorcycle accident not even a motorcycle just like really weird like you know but like steven like it was like what caused then my uncle and then steven and then this other kid from high school passed away and then my homie tommy died and then this girl jamie that i knew from high school died in a car like a skydiving accident um and then last december josh passed away and all that shit fucked me up like i was constantly thinking about death all the time and just like the reality of like but it scared me it scared me to the point where like I stopped doing like I didn't leave the house after after I got the news about Steven like I would not leave the house I'd be paranoid anytime someone else left and I'd call them like are you, are you you know like I'd call my mom like are you at the store now um I had horrible sleep it was just crazy and that's been a big part of like the motivation or whatever for me and it's like you know what like you you once you really understand how limited time is like I was talking to Josh two nights before he passed he texted me the night that he passed and the next morning he was gone I saw that text and I was like, I'm going to, I was like, I'll respond to it later. I never got a chance to respond. Bro, it's insane. I, I mean, it's unavoidable, but it, it really, it really changes you, bro. Yeah. Like I, my, my best friend, like my, someone I've called the brother, dude, he OD'd on Xanax. Like, you know what I mean? It's like right. out of all the help we gave well, him. After, you know, know, the the countless countless times we've tried tried to help, it's like, you know, it it truly is unavoidable. And what I've taken away from death is that your time here isn't promised, bro. And what what are you doing now that's, one, gonna guarantee your, like, your legacy and that, like, what are you doing now that's gonna guarantee that your legacy was positive? You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't, don't want to die. And like, like, oh, there was methamphetamine in his system. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like oh, sh- they're they're gonna, th- that, that just automatically, like, denounces all your, everything good you've done in your life. You know what I mean? Right. And then the second part is more so, like, when I die, what are people going to take away from my life? Like, you've taken away from your friends' lives who've passed away. Like, everything they've taught you, all the experiences and memories you've had, you know? So, dude, it it's unavoidable bro and that's the beauty of it it's like it it really at least for me it inspired me to be the best person i can be and then you can it's sad it's depressing but when they when they pass on do you think they want to look back like look down and see you all mopey and depressed and sad no way bro yeah they want you to do everything that they couldn't do or they want they want to see you do everything that you told them you were going to do you know what i mean that's what I've taken away from it. And yeah. as an entrepreneur too, like it's definitely the fuel to my fire. Like I want to do everything that me and my boy said we were going to do together. 
Yeah. I, w- I want to do everything that we visualize together, you know? Um, and, and even when it comes to, like, our parents, bro, like, you, as we get older, you see the mortality in them. And it's oh, insane. Yeah. It's mind-blowing, bro, you know? And <clears throat> there's no point in being mopey and depressed. Of course, it's sad. Of course, it's, like, something very, very, very truly depressing. But, you know, it, it has, like, uh, subhanAllah, man, like, Allah puts wisdom in everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, it really is what you take from it. Like, yeah, 100%. It's so much like, it's, it's a very depressing thought. The, like the, you know, the reality of it. And it's weird because I've had these thoughts since I was a little kid. Like I remember being like seven, eight years old in Canada. Like I still remember this very vivid moment where I got dropped off at the bus stop. I was waiting for the bus and I don't know why, but I had this thought in my head, like, oh, my parents aren't going to be here forever. Like, just the reality of it. I don't know why I was thinking these things, but it was just, like, it was just there. And I would just tell my like, no, no, they're going to be around forever. Like, I would just try to, like, jump out of it. And, like, I don't want to think about this. Um, and it's something that's kind of, I've really internalized it recently and kind of moved away. Because I realized I couldn't keep living my life the way I was living it. Like, this scared, terrified, like. Dude, my mom hit me with something like that just yesterday. Really? Uh, I was playing, a vi- like, my, my military simulation. <laughs> I'm not a part of Al-Qaeda. But, um. Uh, and my dad was going to go shopping. And yeah. she's like, are you going to go shopping with your dad? Yeah. I'm like, uh, and she's like, you can play your game whenever you want. But right. your time with your dad is limited. Right. And I was like, damn. Yeah. It's, it's Damn it, mom. It's crazy because. I'll go with him. Yeah. But it's like, you got to do it in a positive, like you have to do it in a positive way. Yeah. Not out of spite. Right. Yeah. Not out of spite, not out of guilt or anything like that. And the thing, like there's a quote that I've, that I read that's really, I didn't understand it until recently, but it's an, um death smiles at us every day all we can do is smile back and it's kind of a trip and it's just this whole thing of like when you really look at life and like the impermanence of life nothing lasts forever nothing bro. nothing like literally nothing like a hundred years from now we're all gonna be gone this dude someone else is gonna be in the studio this building might not be here hopefully this thing's still ripping yeah bro <laughs> the hookah hopefully you know but but um when you just think about that reality, it's like you don't have any, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen or anything like that. So it's like you live each moment, like you live immediately. Stop being so fucking passive all the time. Like get the fuck out of bed in the morning. Like you wake up and you're like, I'm tired. Take that cold shower. Yeah. Take the fucking cold. Like, you know, like you wake up and like I tweeted this shit a while ago. Like I was like, yo, um, I was like, you're going to die someday. Get the fuck out of bed. And people were like, yo, like, you know, like the homie Dylan, he was like, yo, this got me out of bed. And it's because people don't really think about that. They just kind of take it as like, I'm coasting, I'm having fun, I'm I'm doing this and that. It's like, oh, I could just put this off until later. I could put this off until whatever. And it's just like, you know, like you're you're not here forever. Do you really want to be the guy that goes to work, comes home, does the same shit? Um, we should put some more on. Um, bro, I'm getting literally gonna burn. You're fine, dude. I swear this this whole seat was hot when I sat down here. Um. But yeah, that that's like a big thing that people need to understand. That I hope more people understand, bro. That's thank you, bro, for the wisdom. Yeah, let's let's give some wisdom to Instagram. Let's do it. Let's do our Q and A. Are you down? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun, bro. That was beautiful. Um, I'll uh, I'll shoot the link out. Right yeah, now. yeah. I will. Uh, so I'm gonna go live, and then it's gonna be like, yo, Tiapuzi's live. You join it, and then like you request to. Uh, you got a request to, to be live with your boy. 
And apparently there's a delay last time, so. And we live. So go ahead. Hit that. Uh... We're telling your followers that you've started a live video. Sure <laughs> yeah, put your volume all the way down, by the way. All right. Uh... Oh, sick. We can actually mute it on, on the 13, on the XS Max. Hey. My boys. My boys. Okay, now you got a request to join. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you got some people on. Hey, my boy Corey. I'm, am I part of it? Now now? We're going live. Make sure your volume's all the way low. Yeah, it's done. And it's connecting, waiting for you. Oh, volume all the way low. Oh, there we go, there we go, there we go. Oh, hold on. God bless America. What's up, babies? Hey, TJ, my guy. Yo, so I'm sitting here with the man. Yo, all my guys joining right now. I'm sitting here with... No other than Mr. Asad, the e-commerce guru. Bro, don't look at me. Look at look at me through the, the phone, camera? bro. Okay. So. No, you can look at me. I'm just kidding. Um, dude, shoot us with some questions you guys have. Like, if you have your own online store, if you want to start one, take advantage of this moment because this is time is money, and this is free. So <laughs> let's make it worth my boy's time. Let's do it. So my I'm dog a, keep grinding. We can keep. Oh, shout out, Fatty. Oh, Fatty's on. This is going to be fun. Um, questions, guys. Come on. Your camera's so close to your face. Questions. Hit us with them <laughs> questions. There's Fernando. Shout out me and Fernando. Dang. Hit us. Hit us with the questions, y'all. Fatty's waving. What's up? What's up, Fatty? How about that earthquake? Oh, the earthquake was insane, guys. Right before we started recording, that earthquake hit. And we're in a building that was built in the 1920s. And we literally almost died. <laughs> we we died mentally. And we had to run out the building like scaredy yeah. cats. Okay. Wow. What a beautiful question by Mr. Corey. By the way, who was my best friend in elementary school, who I recently reunited with. Shout out my boy, Corey. Dope. What's the key component to running an online business? The key component? Like one key component? Yeah. <sighs> Depends on what kind of business you're running. No. I would say it's really important for you to know why you're doing it. More than anything else, I know it's kind of like people, people say, say that about everything, everything but it's like, why do you want to run an online business? Do you really like ask yourself that first? Do you want the drive? Do you want to run an online business? Do you want to actually like what do you you know? You got to really get clear on your why, whether that's an online or whatever it is. Um, but one major component, if you are going to do something online, is go and learn from the people who've done it before you. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't go through and um, say like I'm going to figure all this out for myself. No, there's people who've done probably what you're trying to do. So why don't you go and um, find, find someone who's done something, done something similar, emulate them, see if they'll coach you, see if they'll teach you. And, you know, you can skip a lot of the early steps and mistakes by seeing what other people have done. And then you get to a point where you're in uncharted territory and then you kind of get creative from there. So find a template. Yeah. Find out what you're looking out of. What, what, figure out what you want out of the online business and capitalize on it. Is it, is it, you know, obviously money, you know. Yeah, but, but is it like you want to build a client base? Is it like a one-time sale? You know, do you want to make a product? You trying to do yeah. a service-based business? Like most important, like so much of it is why are you trying to? Why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, if you're trying to run a business, but if if that is what you decide you want to do as far as e-coms concerned, 
you know, be organized, find people who've been successful, cha uh, not channel them, emulate them, kind of model what you're doing after what they're doing. And I get actually, you know what, beyond that, I'd say the most important thing is having grit, grit, like be willing to eat shit, you know, and like you got to know that you're going to hit a wall. What the fuck happens after you hit the wall? Do you quit or do you get up and find a way around it or do you break through it? That's what perseverance, bro. Yeah. We have another question. What's your go to pickup line? Oh, man. I'll say mine. Go for it. Be like, uh, this one, this one works all the time, actually. It's just, hey, what's your name? Oh my gosh, my name's Denise. Uh, I've been working at Pinkberry. Pinkberry my whole life. Oh, great. <laughs> Denise, that's awesome. And then you just get her number, and that's it. Yeah. You just get, when it comes to the girls, confidence is that's, key that's it, solid you the can pickup say, you line can say whatever you want the pickup line supplemental yeah like you can make them laugh but if you're a funny dude you don't really need to worry about you're gonna make them laugh through conversation like yeah. you know what i mean just walk up key and point say what walk up and say something just just walk up and say what's even up. if it's bad she's gonna be like gonna and then you like, just bounce what? up you just and bounce then, back yeah hopefully there's no like you're, uh, you're, you're not harassing her you know, i will you know? say yeah like your your energy's got to be right if you haven't if you if you guys don't know this yet you should know by now that women pick up on energy fast. Like guys, guys don't vibe. But like guys will take a minute. They'll like talk to someone for like 30 minutes and be like, this guy's kind of weird. I don't know if I want to keep hanging out with this dude. Like you're walking up to a girl and it's like, she knows right away. She's just like, you know, but if you're cool, you can't control, like you, you, you can't manipulate your energy. If you're like a neat, that goes back to like the no fab or even there's multiple women like multiple girls i've talked to and they're just like i can kind of they can kind of tell when you're like this sleazy weirdo soy boy who's jacking off every day so don't fucking do that like it affects your energy it really does you know what else it is it's um getting getting past the shit test <laughs> dude women shit test they do to see what kind of man you are yeah and you can't react to it nope. you should like nothing and that's the other thing goes back to like energy and like taking care of yourself or like being alpha like if you're if you have your shit together you're not gonna you're not gonna get shit tested. They're gonna hit you with something and you're just gonna you know, it's gonna like bounce off you. I think it's gonna be like Goku like and Vegeta shoot like throwing all that shit at Brawl. The moment you react you to the shit walking. test is when you fail it. Yeah. You can't react to it. No. Just flip it back on them. They hit you with something, you're just like, huh? Just I saw like, one eh. where it's like this guy opened up the door for his girl. It was their first date. And when he when he opened the door for her she kind of like walked in halfway and he didn't notice so like he ran into her and like grabbed her waist so that he wouldn't knock her over and she was yeah. like are you trying to grab my ass and he was like that that was a shit test right? right and he said no honey i'm not trying to grab your ass if i wanted to grab your ass i would have done this and like grabbed her ass and like <laughs> bro that's what they're that's that's solid shit testing's a part of nature it's the fitness <laughs> it's how women test you fellas okay that's a good point though. it is that's that's shit solid. test is the number one thing that like when happens all the time yeah when you're it dating it, when time. you're dating a girl it's just her her perspective is okay let me shit test this guy yeah figure out what kind of guy he is i wonder if they actually realize they're doing it sometimes i think sometimes it's automatic yeah that's the sass kind of like the yeah, you know like, typical because like, that's the thing the girls are the selectors to, mm. an, to, to an extent what do you mean to an extent bro you gotta get to the point where they're coming. They're coming to you. Oh no, yeah, but but up until they're then, selecting you though. That's true. You want to get to the point where they're selecting you. Yeah. 
That's true. Gr- guys, we can't just go up to any girl and, and give her the D. That's rape. <laughs> Girls choose who they want to mate with. You're nuts, dude. Why? That's that's the truth. That is true. That is. We true. can't. If he, we can have sex with prostitutes, if we if you want instant sex. Present, present. But a girl can present literally go up to a guy. Excluded. A girl can come up to me. I mean, this is just an example. I'm not this. I'm not. I'm pretty classy. I'm not gonna yeah. do this. But a girl can come up to me, and be like, "Yo, do you want to have sex?" And oh, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So. Thanks for the advice, man. Much appreciated. Yo, thanks for tuning in, Corey. Thanks for asking the questions. Make sure you follow my boy. Look at the hookah, by the way. We're chief in hookah. Um, not because you don't want to light more coals, but whatever. no, we will, we will. Right. But um, dude, I mean, looks like that's the only questions we've got, so we can end it here, bro. For sure. Should we keep the podcast going? Oh, we're gonna keep the podcast. Going. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. Tune in to Channel T, baby. Bye. That was beautiful. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get as many viewers or viewer uh, engagement, but you know, it's all good. Start somewhere. Keep it going from there. Um. So, dude, where can like people find you on the the interwebs? My only public platform right now is Twitter. Your domain. Oh yeah, and then my <laughs> website. So you can go to Twitter at Amazon FBA guy. And then my website is asa.space. So my first name, A-S-A-D dot S-P-A-C-E. You can sign up for my, <laughs> sign up for the email list. Find out about when I'm doing more webinars. The email list goes over a bunch of stuff. You know, I send out like a weekly newsletter. I'm setting that up again. So asa.space is my homepage on the, it's kind of my home base. It's gonna have everything on there. It's gonna have my YouTube channel on there. Which is launching next week. Oh, nice! Yeah, you're gonna do cool. like webinar type videos. Yeah, so I'm gonna go like details, uh, more detailed, you know, like 15, 20 minute video specifically on one topic. That's so beautiful, and it's for free. Like, yeah, take advantage of this, guys. This isn't something that yeah. anyone offers. Someone of this caliber is gonna offer. He's so nice enough to do this for you. <laughs> do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna build that. I'm gonna expand that, and then he's also gonna build uh, Channel T's Shopify. Yeah, I'll build Channel T's Shopify. I'll get you guys get some money rolling in for you guys, and uh, yeah, just all the projects I'm working on. I'm gonna kind of have them have a home base for that. I'm gonna build a website out for my agency. I'm gonna start training some of the homies. They want to learn Amazon, so that'll be cool. And uh, yeah, I'll probably get my Instagram public in a couple of weeks. I'll post that on Twitter, so you can find it there. I want to end it on this note. Can we explain the, like, how'd you take Amazon sales up that crazy? Like, that's beyond insane, bro. Yeah. Or ring sales, not Amazon's. Right. Rings Amazon sales. Yeah. That's, that's a story. story. That's, that's what, what got you started. started. That, that was. was. So, what's, what's funny is I applied for a job at Ring. That I applied for a growth analyst role. role. And at this point, I was desperate for a job because I had like a month before I had to move back to the Bay and I didn't want to go back home. So I applied for the Bay Area. You need the horn there, but whatever. I applied. I was just throwing stuff out there, you know, and I was trying to be really impressive. So in my cover letter, I wrote about how I had a store on. I had my own product on Amazon, how I boosted rank from like, I was at 250,000. I got myself up to rank 16 for my product, which was like athletic compression sleeves. And 
they the recruiter called me back and she said hey you know what they um she's like you're not qualified for this role but we have one that we're not publicly sourcing for amazon if you want to come and interview for that i was like yeah you know i'll take anything at this point so i went and i interviewed uh with three different people and then they offered me the job so i took it uh it was between that and a customer service role at a different company uh, but it was cool because I, I, I'm actually really thankful. I talked to my brother about it and he was like, look, customer service is customer service. This role looks like something you could actually, you know, grow in. And so I took it and I was kind of terrified at first. Cause I was like, man, I don't want to mess up. I was, you know, I don't want to whatever. But he said I should take that one. He suggested that. So I did take it. And then when I got there, it was in such like I knew Amazon to an extent, but I knew the seller side. They were a vendor to Amazon, so it was a totally different game. To like, you know, for the most part. That's insane. Yeah, there was like six, like sixty or seventy percent different than what I was used to. Wow. And I got there, and like, I it was in such bad shape. Like, there was inventory, like a quarter million dollars of inventory had gone missing a month before I got there. Yeah, like Amazon lost it, um, and so Ring sales were down. Like, realistically, I got there in like late August, and up until that point, Ring had done eight million on Amazon. Between the time that I got there and the end of the year. I had done another 8 million. So I doubled sales in the last four months of the year. So it was like, I said 16 to 56 million, but it was realistically like eight to 56 million in a year. Um, but anyway, the thing that I, like I got in, I got in really, really deep. I looked at every single aspect of Amazon. I looked at what was happening, what the customers were responding to, what the bad reviews were, what the questions were, every, like what customers were happy with. I had to deal with Amazon one-on-one. -on -one. Like I, the, the, the quarter million inventory that got lost, I was like filing police reports, calling like San Bernardino PD, all that kind of stuff, figuring out how to get that paid. Um, I was at the office like the first month or two, probably like the first two or three months that I worked there. I was at the office like 11, 12 hours a day, nonstop. Uh, I also hated going home. So I just would stay at work all the time. And in terms of getting it to where it was, so much of it was like cleaning up the account, fixing the relationship with Amazon. Cause when you're a vendor, you're talking to them direct, they're buying your product and then reselling it. So I had to, I had to get really, I had to fix the relationship. I had to get, know, get to know all the buyers the senior buyers, I knew like five levels up of the people that I used to deal with them at Amazon. And so once I polished all of that and cleaned all that up, that helped sales significantly. And Ring was seeing massive growth at the time too. So like as a company, they were growing and just like throwing all this money into whatever. And so what I did was um, once everything was cleaned up and in a much better position, I started seeking out other people in the company who knew what they were doing. The CMO at the time was, uh, he, I think he's still the CMO. He worked for the ad agency that, that did all of Apple's ads when they were about to wow. go bankrupt. So I sat with him and I learned all this stuff from him. So I learned all these different aspects of branding and split testing and all that kind of stuff. And I applied it there. So it was so much like just getting like, first of all, I was fixing the foundation, which, you know, I could like saying specific stuff wouldn't really help. Like I could think of some stuff, but it was like, I mean, it was, it was so much of that. Like I knew the logistics of everything. I knew when our orders came you in. You worked it from out. the bottom up. Yeah, exactly. I knew like I would check in to make sure every single order hit like once like it left our warehouse to when it got to there, I would reconcile it, make sure it got there. And then I would start, I started knocking off third party, uh, third party sellers who had our inventory that had stolen it or just, you know, someone had signed a stupid deal with them. So all that cleaning up. And then from there, it was a matter of like, um, positioning ring as like the leader in that space. And so much of that came from just customer service and like fixing the reviews and then talking to Amazon on a regular basis, dealing with them. And then the, the better that we got, the better, op like the, the better our account was, the more opportunities Amazon offered us. And then from there, it was like me discerning which, which what was the best one, which one should I hit, which ones are going to be good, which ones are going to help us out. Um, and then also pushing back, there were some things that like, you know, like my um, one big thing I did was I worked with our lead dev to create a review automation system 
So everything that instead of us like sending emails out like, hey, please register a view. I was like, look, everybody signs up for an account. We get their email. So what we're going to do is send a notice out a couple days after they get it. Send them an email automatically with a little survey. Everyone that's happy, we put them into this bucket. Everyone that's upset, we put them into this bucket. This bucket gets pushed to Amazon. So then I just automated the review process. We started going from like 20, 30 reviews to like five or 600 a week. So automation was really important. Building systems is really important. Um, so you're linking sales with dev with the results you got from reviews. Yeah. Wow. You know, like reviews, how you reviews is a major aspect of how you went on Amazon. Yeah. It earns your placement. Yeah. Definitely. That helps you get up there. There's almost all this like SEO built on the page. Amazon likes you. They know you're going to convert better. Um, and so much of it is like, I would start pair Like I started coming up with bundles because people were like, okay, well now it's getting to a point where it's like, I want two doorbells. I want a doorbell and a security camera. So I was like, all right, let's do bundles on Amazon. Let's like, that's like, it was always just this innovation and a lot of it, like it was a collaborative effort. But the thing is like, I was at the forefront of like what was working. What yeah. Cause working. you're, you're, you're putting yourself in the position to see what's going wrong. What's working, what can work and what will work. Right. Exactly. And then so much like there was a lot of stuff in terms of like how to run promos and how to time it with like the other partners like Best Buy and Did Costco. You, and you're just a beast, bro. And this was within one year. Yeah. Bro, yeah give me the reggae year. horns for this man. Sheesh. Hell yeah. So, so much of it, like <sighs> just so much like, you know, I, I, if I were to sum it up, like learn everything from the bottom up. I knew everything about fuck, like fucking, like I knew everything about Ring. I knew everything about all, all the products. I knew the differences between the products. Like, I knew so much. I don't remember most of it now, but it's like at the time, probably because I did a lot of drugs too. My memory's fucked up. <laughs> but at the time, I knew the product in and out. Every new product I knew in and out. Um, I was talking to the devs every day. I was talking to QA every day. I was talking there's to no them. shortcuts. No, there's no shortcuts. I had to sit my ass down and do the fucking work. I had to be there nonstop. I had to like go toe-to-toe with the CEO. Like He knew who I was the day that he came back from vacation. And I was start- like He was talking to me on a day-to-day basis, and he's fucking psychotic. Like he is crazy. He's throwing phones at people's heads. Did and, you like, know? Walls. Like seventy percent of CEOs are like diagnosed sociopaths. Oh, for sure, they have a god complex. Like when you like people talk about like being like Twitter. Everyone's like, I'm gonna be a billionaire. Like the fucking scammer that got us. He was like, I'm gonna be a billionaire. And I was just like, you're not gonna be a fucking billionaire. Well, like at the time, I was like, you're. I don't think you have it in you. Yeah. And then now it's like, well, you scam people, so you're really not gonna be a billionaire. But, but. I've worked with two different billionaires. I've worked for a billionaire and I've worked with a billionaire and that shit's some next level. Like most people don't have it in them to make that. You don't actually understand what that means. That's years of like, you're not taking a fucking vacation. You're going to have to sit your ass down at work. You're going to have to be like ripping your hair out at one point. Cause it's not just like easy breezy. You know, you're going to be thinking like, well, I don't have any fucking money right now. Are you going to give up or are you going to keep pushing? Jamie kept pushing. He got it to where he did. Um, he was a little crazy for sure, but I don't think there's this, there isn't this, like, you know, you read stories all the time. Bezos is fucking crazy. <laughs> Did he cheated on his wife and made her the richest woman in yeah, the world? Just like that. Like, you know, that, that's crazy. That's nuts. She's worth $75 billion now. And he fucked yeah! up. But yeah, the idea of like billions, you know, like, um, I don't even think I'll ever care. I wanted to be a billionaire before. I was like, I don't really give a shit. No, give me a hundred million dollars. No one's ever going to hear from me again. I'm going to just be kicking it with fam and homies. <laughs> and prostitutes no um but yeah it's it was so much of like no, no shortcuts, shortcuts learning, learning everything, everything about the business learning how to find the right people to talk to learning from them and just kind of keeping it going from there and growing everybody growing the um growing the business um and yeah just kind of learning what the the right way to play the game is 
which you, you don't, don't always know. know. You, you kind of have to figure, figure it out, take, take chances, and, and then, then just kind of keep going, going from there. there. Thank, Thank you for sharing your story. What more can I say, bro? You're not only a gentleman, you're a scholar. You're an Amazon wizard. You are a great human being. And what you're doing for people is so beautiful, bro. What you've done for me is so beautiful. I'm so happy you decided to be a part of Channel T. Yeah, Even though it's been like five months and I told you you'd be able to come on the podcast. But we finally booked you. Finally came. Yeah, You've enlightened us. And... People, people watching this, bro, are literally going to be like, dang, like, what am I doing with my life, bro? This, You're a remarkable human being. Dude. I'm so happy that you took the time to come share your story and yeah. give us advice, bro, and even talk about how we're going to build up Channel T on Shopify, bro. That was like a solid 10 minutes of personal yeah. advice that I have recorded that I can go back and watch. And the people watching that bit are going to be like, dude, this is like 10 minutes of information that doesn't relate to me. But I can see how he's going to build this man or how, what kind of advice he's offering this guy for his podcast and i'm not even going to start a podcast but you know this is beneficial to me so i'm going to take this advice into my own aspect and develop it into my own market and make something out of my own online business that was like a little freestyle i didn't know when you were going to stop oh we could freestyle it. right now if you want bro <laughs> you want to freestyle no you can't you don't No, i'm not going to freestyle alone i never do that oh i don't at least on my podcast i, I don't, don't do that but no i mean i'm happy to i'm glad I'm glad you had me on. I hope people enjoy it. I hope people find value. No, people in it. are gonna enjoy it. Yeah, it's gonna be because fun. it's Channel it's T, like, bro. Yeah. You should get nominated for uh, for an Emmy. Um, no I just wanted should. to say, follow Mr. Assad, 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 dude, on Twitter. That's Amazon at Amazon FBA guy. Yeah. Go to his website, Assad A S A D dot space. Sign up for his webinar, put yourself on his email list, stay updated. Look out for his YouTube channel coming up. Look out for his webinars. It's free. This man's teaching you, in laying down the knowledge. The knowledge. Yeah. And brother, my platform is your platform. So if you need me to kick someone off a week, yeah. you let me know. <laughs> you know, we can even podcast at your beautiful apartment complex in downtown LA. Yeah, we gotta do that next time. Get it popping on the sky deck. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, any last words, bro? What's your message to the Earthlings, bro? Or the aliens watching this right now? Uh, I'll just keep it simple. No one fucking cares. Work harder. You heard it here on Channel T. <laughs> thank you, Asad, again. Bro, thank you I so love much. you, bro. I love you. You are the man. That's Channel T, episode 22. <laughs> And it's a wrap! Dope. Bro, I love you. Oh.